This episode of the Aqua Minority is brought to you by GoDaddy. Whether you have a new idea or established business, the key to success online starts with a great donor name. Because we love you, Aqua Misfits, we want to give you 30% off your order. So go to trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority and start ruling the internet. Again, that's trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority. Say 30%. Now let's start the show. All right. Ready. Welcome to the Awkward Minority Podcast, episode 45. I am one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, and my wonderful, amazing co-host, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Dave Chappelle. Hey! Hey, hey! What's going on? (laughs) Nothing much. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this week because today... Dave Chappelle's two two part special on Netflix dropped. Woo Yes, congratulations. <laughs> I, I'm pretty I'm like I'm I'm like I can't lie to you. I'm like waiting to watch it right now. Like I could actually I could watch it. I'm, I'm about to get about to get really nerdy on the podcast. But before I get really nerdy, as always, if you're listening to the Awkward Minority Podcast, be sure to share it on all social media. That is The Awkward Minority on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or any other place that you consume your social media. Also use the hashtag The Awkward Minority and Awkward Misfits to join in on this conversation, next week's conversation, and just keep staying a note about what we're up to. But yeah, I could actually watch it right now because I did the ultimate nerd thing and I um I bought a second screen for my laptop. Yes, it is beautiful. It is sexy with all websites on it. How you doing? Right? And then I figured out how to do double. I figured out how to do dual screen. Oh my god! I've been. I'm sorry. I'm a because I'm not a because certain when it comes to technology, I'm a geek. I'm a geek. So I had to get. I got the um the because I got an RCA 32 inch. Because first of all, if y'all don't know, Best Buy on eBay, their warehouse they be helping. They be having the over over um overstock so they be having all the product they need to get out on ebay so it'd be way cheaper than in the store especially especially tvs so i was able to get a um a 40 inch tv for like 160 so then i took my 32 inch that i was using i converted it into like a a, um computer monitor and i hooked it up to my laptop because i don't really move i know i notice i don't like laptops i don't move my laptop from my desk at all Unless it's to another desk, but anyway, so I converted into like a, <laughs> I converted into this is such a nerdy conversation. So I'm gonna stop it right here. But yeah, just I I, I I'm doing nerd shit now, like two screen because I used to two screen with my desktop and my laptop. Now now I can two screen on one with one computer. Okay, I'm gonna stop with this. Yeah, y'all y'all yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah yeah yeah. Uh. But look, um. Did you find a laptop with a touch screen on it? <laughs> oh my god. Lady Good Dive Lady Good Dive is so fam, sir. Cause Lady Good Dive, if y'all don't know her her um 
before met his demise she she used to have a um well she still got so she got a uncle um, her um her desktop is like just like mine only it's silver and it has a touch screen so i was telling her about amazon i mean amazon i was telling about best buy having sales or whatever because i was thinking about getting another laptop and she was like oh that's cool and all but is it touch screen i'm like this woman i'm like she can't live without her touch screen i'm like what the fuck like the deep man Best Buy, best. No, okay, go, it go. Makes, it makes your life a million times better. Whatever. Because <laughs> I'm over here clicking, you know, and then I get frustrated. And my finger gets a workout. I'm like, come on, like, let's get to the next screen already. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's horrible. Trying to get makes her life better. What? Whatever. Best Buy had a nice 15 inch. Eight gigabyte, five hundred gigabytes of RAM. Five, you know, eight gigabyte operating with five hundred gigabytes of RAM for like two hundred and eighteen dollars. I don't give a fuck if it's touch screen or not. That's a deal. Wow. I, mind you, I got it. It's so much of a deal that I almost got it, and I just mentioned to y'all that I don't even move my laptop. So why the hell would I need another laptop? But anyway. Before we go on the top, we gonna okay, okay. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. Is that I encourage everybody to go out and listen to more life from Drake. It's amazing. It's not more life. Yeah, his new project called More Life. It's not that much rapping on it, but uh-huh. the singing is cool. I don't, I just don't like the Jamaican. I don't Drake. You're not Jamaican, bruh. <laughs> We dropped more things, more things for your head top. Like, no, dude, you're you're from Canada, my nigga. You're from Canada. You know, no thing tops, no things, no things. <laughs> He's not welcome to Jam Rock. <laughs> welcome to Jam Rock. No, not. No, no, Drake. No, chill out. Y'all bought some Bob Marley. I bought some Bob. Cause y'all not collect cans. I bought some Bob Marley drinks. And like all of them, it's called it's called one drop. And like each of them, is like oh, actually it's not even called one drop. It's called mellow mood, and the other one is called one drop. It's like a premium coffee drink. What the fuck? It's a vanilla swirl chocolate. I might I might actually drink these. Oh wow! <laughs> Are like, they collectible or they collectible? They collectible. They collectible. To me, they collectibles. He got a peach raspberry black tea. Oh shit! Shout out to Bar- shout out to the Bob the Bob Marley Beverage Company. They collectibles to me. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna still have to try these. I might I be when I collect cans, I don't even I don't even open them. I'm weird like that. But I might have to open okay, these and try. Well, well you be you be the kitty guinea pig pig and uh try it out and then we'll we'll uh take your word for it and try it ourselves afterwards. Alright, that yeah. But okay, see see we go before we even get off on another tyrant, I'm just gonna say to Candace and Dre that no, no. They know what I'm talking about, so no, no. And we got something coming for y'all, but no, no, no. No. No, that's not acceptable. Look, disclaimer, uh, Dre and Lil, uh, and Candace, we have not, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not a part of this 
Uh, yes, no, it's Team Lawrence over here. We talking about insecure. It's Team Lawrence. Tell about some. Okay, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it for Lady Godiva, but I, I think Lady Godiva is gonna. I, I, I I'm not gonna say for a fact. I, I know, I know Lady Godiva. Like I said, I know Lady Godiva like the back of my hand. I know she. Go, I know what side she's gonna side with. I'm gonna let her watch it though, cause I. Just know we're gonna we're gonna for the listeners we're gonna do something special for the insecure season two because we're gonna let Lady Godiva watch it so that she could be in on the, this conversation that me Dre and um Candace gonna have. But just know, I know what side you're gonna be on already from the get go because you ain't no Issa Rae on the show. You not no Issa. <laughs> but anyway, okay, let's okay. See, we almost okay. Let's, let's let's go ahead and get this. <laughs> let's go ahead and get this awkward minorities. Awkward minority. Ak- that is the name. The awkward minority podcast. Male special started. Awkward male. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast. The awkward male. Well, you send us questions and advice, and we give it to you. Now, if you would like some advice, feel free to email us at jvars at planetofthesandcorn.com. That is J-A-V-A-R-I-S at planetofthesandcorn, S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. Or you can email the lovely, the beautiful Lady Godiva, which is Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. That is G-H-A-D-I-R at wordsbyladyg.com. Before we start, I want to say I appreciate everybody that gave us, because when people email me now with the awkward mails, I tell them to give me a screen name or name, you know, some screen, some, some uh, uh, online name. <laughs> So that way your whole identity is not on the streets. I appreciate y'all sending me those. But okay, let's get what we got. What we got. Well, before we start, I just want to say you sound so professional. I love it. <laughs> I am putting no, I'm just saying I try I try. I try. I try. I know. I Thank know. You. I know I appreciate you're professional it. already, but just to hear you, you know, you got this. You got this, man. <laughs> well, thank you. Um you're welcome. Oh yeah, and before we start too, I want to give a shout out to um, at Justin. Is it Russ? I think. Let me make sure. I don't. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he just gave me a shout out. <laughs> oh, look at look at Lady Godiva. She looks like I don't. Yeah. So shout out to Justin. Justin is an avid listener of our podcast. I think he was he was him, Misha, and Tia. They're like they're like the three who've been listening since like episode one, like hardcore episode one. Because we again, we like when you guys interact with us. So if you're listening out there, let us know. You know, use the hashtag. Hit us up on my social media, which is Jvars is on Mars. Hit hit her up on um Arabic Dream and on Instagram. You know, the Squire Tales, um, Words by Lady G. You know. Hit, we like communicating with y'all. We tag each other, like we tag ourselves in the post. For you can communicate with us because we like to keep this line of communication open because like we're family. Exactly, and so to get it right, it's at Justin Ruff R U S S on Twitter. Hit him up and say hashtag awkward misfits. Love you. 
There you go. Yeah, show show him some show him some love because he he really he really listens to the podcast. Like he always thanks us each week for him getting for be, for putting it out so that he can get you know helps him get through his day or whatever. And I appreciate that. So yeah, I know smile on my face. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to the awkward mail. The first one uh, says, how do you politely deal with a person you don't like? From ready, willing, Gable. What is the best possible way to interact with someone that you see often, in parentheses, co-worker, neighbor, classmate, etc., but don't like? I don't want to be rude, but I also don't want to misconstrue that the idea that we're friends. <laughs> J-Man? <laughs> uh, I gotta go through I gotta... Oh, man. Okay, this is something I have to deal with every day. Is the pretending... Well, not even pretending. It's like a lot of people just have a genuine dislike for you. So instead of you conducting yourself and knocking them out, you gotta be calm in the workplace. So what I tell you is, you just conduct yourself in the manner in which your mom raised you, which is to respect everybody, even if they don't respect you, because you don't have to see them when you leave the job. Like, when you clock out, you don't have to talk to them. On your lunch break, you can put headphones in. You can blame, you know, I'm not saying go out of your way to show them that you don't want to speak to them, but just have like a hi and goodbye conversation. There's a lot of people I see on a daily basis. It's, hey, how you doing? I generally don't care how they're doing because they hate me. I don't hate them because it's not enough. It's not enough room in my heart to care about that. But I say, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, the weather nice, the blood, blah 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 blah," and I go about my day. So it's like you do not have to give them the image of being friends because y'all don't have each other's number. You're never talking about hanging out outside of work, and you're never talking about anything of significance. So they know they're not your friend. Like my neighbor or whatever. I think we're really, my neighbor was really cordial. This, I'm going to show you how cordial I was with my neighbor. I was so cordial with my neighbor that I did not know his Facebook until he moved and he left something and I had to look him up. Mind you, we was in the same Facebook groups. Like we had, I, I, um, my subdivision has a Facebook group. So we're in the same Facebook group or whatever. And he's coming he, and I'm coming back to him sometimes. So it's like, I never thought to add him as a friend on Facebook. So I go to um, send him a message and I come to find out he voted for Donald Trump. And he had something like, share this if you're proud that I'm your president. So like, that's how, like, so it's like, even then, so it's like, I don't, I don't even, I know, I just want to say he voted for Donald Trump. I, I hope that pertains to this. I don't even know what they got to do with anything. But what I'm saying is, you can be cordial to somebody without it being their friend. Because you right. probably, like, so they know, like, he knew, he knew we weren't friends. Obviously, he, oh, that's the reason, that's what I mean. I'm saying that he was cordial to me when he probably hated my guts, apparently. Because he voted for Donald Trump. We're not going to go there. But yeah, just, just simple and simple and plain speak to them in a nice calm manner but it's but it's like you don't have to be so ex don't be that person that's extra with it because i hate that person that's so extra with it. it's like okay i don't fuck with you you don't fuck with me but you gotta be like you gotta go out of your way to show me you don't fuck with me you know what i'm saying right yeah just, just like um jesus showed us worse than respect no matter what respect because that's that show, that's a reflection of you. Whatever comes out of your mouth is a reflection of you. You can't control the reaction, the actions of other people, but you can control how you react to it. So, you know, do your part, be a better person, but keep your distance. Just like with relatives. You love them to death, but if you don't like them, 
and they don't like you, you can love them from a distance. It, it, it's okay. It's not going to hurt. Lord have <laughs> but, mercy. Ain't that the what'd truth? What did you say? I said, Lord have mercy. Ain't that the truth? All right. Okay, so I think that was about it. And good luck with everything. And let us know, you know, <laughs> that goes. Um, so the next one says, tell me from Hail Zeus. All right, Zeus, here we go. I have to give a speech to my whole grade on Friday. I'm nervous. Do you guys have any advice or tips for speaking to large groups of people? Go first. Go first. <laughs> okay. So, first and foremost, um, you need to shake it off. Whatever nervousness you have, shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> shake it off. Right. Because if you walk in there nervous, um, it's going to take over your whole speech. Um, definitely practice your speech before going in and when you go in talk talk to them like you're related to them like talk to them like you know the the you've known them for a long time and and give them from your heart what you're trying to say um another thing never ever ever see, be intimidated by the people that you're giving a message to because there's a reason why you're giving a speech and they are listening. Therefore, they're no better than you or less than you. You guys are the same. That goes for anything, like interviews and all of that. I had to learn that the hard way. Like just because that person has the title of a supervisor or CEO or whatever, that does not make them better than me or higher or more intimidating. You're just as human as I am. So go in there with positive attitude, smile, you know, even, I'm not sure if you're religious, pray, you don't even have to be religious to pray, but pray, you know, before you go in, drink some water and enunciate your words when you do a speech. And I, I pray it goes well for you. That's some pretty good advice. My mine is more along the same thing. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna say something stupid. I hate. You know what I really hate when people say, "Just picture the what whole room. Just picture the whole room naked." Like, no, that's not. Like, you picture the whole room naked, they gonna be like uncontrollably laughing on stage for some apparent reason. They were like, "What the fuck wrong with him?" But my thing is, if you have to give a speech, then always know where you're going. I'm the type of person that will freestyle everything. And I mean everything, especially, especially, um, especially now that I done came into my own, but I will freestyle everything. So always know where you're going, even if you're freestyling it. Always have a point A to point Z that you're trying to get to and go there and speak in exact toys. And what I mean by that is be decisive in what you say and make sure you understand and feel what you're saying. Like if I tell you that the sky is purple, I don't care if the sky is really blue. I'm going to stand firm in my convictions that the sky is purple. I'm going to stand so firm in that speaking on stage that you're going to look up like, damn, is it really purple? Like, why am I, why am I not understanding this? You want to make people feel like you have a confidence about yourself. Because once you show that you don't, like if you, I don't want to put no pressure on you, but if you stumble, keep going. Keep going like you didn't stumble. 
Because if you stumble and then you acknowledge the stumble and then you continue to stumble, then you have lost the crowd and they're no longer going to listen to you. So just go up there, take deep breaths, go slow. If you if you got to go slow, go slow. If you can go fast, like how I go fast, then you can go fast. But do it at your own pace and make sure you look at the crowd. Do not look at the ground. Do, do not look at the sky. I learned this in debate class. You do not look around. You look directly at the people you are talking to because it shows that you are confident in your words because a liar is going to look around to the ceiling, to the sky, to his feet, to his words on the paper. Look at them. I want you to pick up. You can pick out a person and you can look at that person all, all, all through the thing. It might get weird for that person. Think of like, damn, is he, is he sunning me? But you know, just you know, just be firm in it. Just stand there, get your words out, be firm, and at the end, thank the Aka minority for helping you. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna give you an example. When I go perform, um, open mic, open word, um, I definitely, you know, there's there's a large crowd, and I get nervous as well but like jesus shoved the word said you have to go in with confidence because they will eat you alive with the guys if you don't <laughs> if you don't um and i just picture myself being in the room by myself even though i know there's people there but i just i just picture that just like i've been practicing before i get on stage that's how i must go for even 110% more, you know, in deliverance. Deliverance is everything. Eye contact, deliverance, um, professionalism, enunciation, you know, positivity, how you, how you present it is, is how you get them. So yeah, good luck with that. And I, and I hope that goes well for you as well. <laughs> um, Yo, time out, time out. I don't need, I'm on black people's Twitter. So this girl was like, my brother told me he tired of seeing me drive. I mean, he's tired of seeing me drive old cars. So he bought me a new one. So thankful. And this, and this other dude was like, oh, fuck. Where was, where is that? Where is that? Where is that? Where is that? This dude was like, my brother got tired of me having all this fancy good credit. So he asked me to co-sign a couple of things so he can ruin the credit for me. So blessed. Like, I don't know. It just made me laugh. Cause it's like, oh. Okay. What? Oh, because they're no, it's they're being sarcastic. Because this other person was brag, this the other person was bragging about how awesome their brother is for getting them a brand new car. So the other person right. was like, so people oh. was just so people was just telling them like shit they siblings do. Like this one person was like, my brother leaves the door open in my room and just leaves it open. <laughs> like so it's like <laughs> like so like my brother ain't shit compared to your brother. Like your brother is shit. My brother is shit. I should come in. Like my my brother eats all the my brother eats all the bread, and never replaces it. Yo, that should be pissing. Man, I'm not gonna go there, cause bruh, I love my wheat yeah. bread. Okay, Don't anyway, anyway, anyway. Next question. Okay, next one. I've been lying to my parents about something big, but I have hit a dead end from no name. Oh shit. Okay, no. No name, here we go. It's uh, basically, I skipped my second year of college, not necessarily because of anything but laziness or have fun. But now my parents are asking for proof of enrollment for tax purposes. <laughs> I guess 
behind the concrete. I also live in a strict Asian household, not so sure how this is going to turn out. <laughs> I see why you want your name on this. Oh, shit. <laughs> enough money to I, man even if i had enough money i ain't giving it to you because what though <laughs> you, you know something though i don't I, I don't think this person didn't go to school out of laziness i think the, the whole strict household thing yeah i think made him go or I he think, or she go like wild and wanted to experience life and that's what they did, and it's okay to do that, but on your t on your expense, not theirs. <laughs> so, what have you been doing? Can you imagine if, like, because because when Janelle goes to college, I imagine I'm gonna drop some money on her too. Can you imagine if both of us paying for her to go to college, and Janelle be like, "Yo, I haven't even been going to college." So, what man, she better she better <laughs> go on the other side of the world. I know that. <laughs> I look at it this way. At least she ain't got no black parents, bro. Because if let you tell a black parent they've been paying for you to go to college and you've been going to college, you know how many mud holes you'll be slumped in your ass? You know what I mean? Boy, boy. So, okay, no, okay, okay. Okay. Why haven't you been going and why haven't you told them? Because this is something you have to tell them because that's a grown up. Because when you go into college, you basically grown up and you're not under their roof anymore. You should. I hate that you wasn't able to honestly communicate with them that college is not something you're passionate about because you can make an honest living in society by not going to college because you could have another passion somewhere in a trade or what a lot of people are finding out is that they wasted four years of their life because now that four years put you behind put you behind and a lot of people that went straight into the workforce because a lot of people are getting office jobs with no college experience and they're working their way up inside the company within those four years in your college. So, I mean, I feel bad for you because I wish you would have been able to communicate to your parents that this is something that you didn't want to do. But at the same time, you're digging a bigger hole each month that you get a, that you get a check from your parents because your parents, I imagine that money for them doesn't theoretically grow on trees. So now you done took the money and you've been spending it. Cause I hope you just been. Cause honestly, if you just been saving it, cool. Give it back to them. Y'all might have a laugh about it. But if you've been spending it, like you've been riding around and getting it, oh you, oh no, no. 
You let you lucky they don't file charges on your ass. Yeah, you have to pay your parents back because it's not gonna be a good look at all. And not only that, like I know that there are some parents out there, even though their children have left the house, it, um, if they're a full-time student, they, of course, like for tax purposes, they can get credit for it, and it'll help them out. And um, in this case, like you really screwed them in, in, in that. And I don't know if they give you money from the taxes. I'm not sure how that works, but... Um, if I were you, <laughs> you, of course you have to come clean and second, like find you a government job. <laughs> Bruh, you better find something because yo, you better tell them. Cause if your parents just go ahead and file on the taxes that you went to college, yo, the IRS going to be on that. Ass. Yo, I did my taxes by myself this year and I feel so proud of myself. I wish I, I wish I had like some children to claim. Did <laughs> you motherfuckers get bank? <laughs> you think <laughs> they ain't nothing compared to whole year? Let me tell you. <laughs> I was like, um, good lord! I like y'all motherfuckers just be robbing the guy. Not, I'm not gonna say okay, not robbing, but yeah. I was like, I don't got no children. I'm 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 just glad the government didn't say, hey, we need you to pay us in tax. Because you know when you make a certain never, never mind, I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna go there because I don't need nobody ask me for no money. <laughs> Yeah, we ne next question, next question. I don't make no money. I'm broke. I'm broke, dog. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I ain't got two nickels to rub together. Don't ask me for no money because I ain't got it, shit. Okay, so... Okay, so this one is for the rest of your life from Ken. Hey. What's the one... What'd you say? I said, hey. Hey. <laughs> okay. So, what's the one thing you can eat every day for the rest of your life if it was the only thing you were allowed to eat? <laughs> hi, mama. Hi, mama. Lady can die. But how lady mama can die? Oh, shit. But I, I'm guessing Ken has not seen my fat ass. <laughs> okay, first of all. Okay, first of all. Okay, first of all. You're not fat. I'm just saying, like, I need food in my life. I love food. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but your mama listened to the podcast, so I'm not going to do that. Oh, Lord. So what, I had to catch myself. Is it, you could go first. We already know it is. Okay, okay. Well, first, well, first off, we already taco. know. Exactly. Taco. Exactly. Taco la cochicleta sin de nota sin de ota oliva de bolivo. Yo, that was, I was talking to Lady Cadavo on the phone one time and I was like at the taco place, the taco restaurant, the, the bodega. And that woman swear to God, I can see, swear to God, I can speak Spanish really fluent with it. She was just a talking. And I'm like, no, the the gortita or the gortada or some shit like that, or the sore, the sore or whatever. She was like, oh, she was, we was having a full ass conversation. I was like, I wonder if she know I don't even speak good Spanish. <laughs> um, yo quiero taco bell. <laughs> yo quiero taco de bell. Yo live mas. Viva, 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 viva la, viva la, viva. Viva la podcast. There you go. Long live the podcast. But, um, see yeah, y'all manana. Like, yo, I be killing I this shit. Have... 
But anyway, yes, mine would be tacos. And it, see, I see mine is kind of cheating because it could be steak tacos, chicken tacos, fish tacos. You know, they got potato. They got potato tacos. What? Yes, um, Taco Bell is like a dollar. It's like a dollar griller or whatever. It's a potato. It's a load of like a load of potato taco. But yeah. Tacos would be mine because I love tacos. Like me and Lady Godiva might just live in Mexico one year just just for just for the tacos. Um, mine would have to be the Arabic dish. We call it what up the way, but it's grape leaves. <gasps> but you know something? It can't be no like washed down. You know, non-authentic grape leaves. It has to be my mom, cause my mom, my mom's grape leaves. It makes you suck your fingers right after you eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, them great leaves be looking. Oh my god, them great leaves be looking so amazing. I just know they're amazing, cause they look. Whoo! <laughs> and my mom, she made. Well, she used to put, you know, meat in it or whatever, but my mom and my sister, the youngest one, are, like, vegan now. So, she, or not vegan, but vegetarian, I guess. But um, she makes it without meat, and it tastes the same. I'm like, woman, <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> Anyways. Girl, when, what time out? When did she become vegan? Yo, mm. Mm. I mean, good. We, I mean, I guess. <laughs> we on this path together, you know. <laughs> you admit you've been. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm still on the meat. I like meat. I like anything. I'm a carnivore. <laughs> okay, so the next one is confused. Need help from Pasquero the pig. All right. Should I care about other people think about me? I mean, school will end in about three months, so I don't see why I should care. Any ideas? You want to go first? Well, you came to the right people because we're the awkward minority. So that means we don't care what people think about us. <laughs> um, we're awkward and we are minority. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what the whole show is based around. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. So you came to the right place. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you are you for a reason. You are special. I don't know you, but spirits are special. And the body that you're in is the temple that shields it. So you must be positive at all times, meaning... Caring about other people, what they think about you, is going to demolish that temple. And then your spirit is going to depart from you. And you don't want that. Do not want that. That's not a life you want to live. So take these steps. I know confidence is an issue. You say you're in school. I'm not sure if it's high school, middle school, or um, college. But either way, people are involved. They're there. Um, you can't avoid them. That's no, anywhere you go. Um, in these three months, I challenge you to get a journal, write down what bothers you, and how you can fix it within yourself. 
to make it not bother you. Like I said with the previous um, person, you know, you can only help how you react to people's thoughts of you. You, you can't help how they feel because 9 out of 10, you being in school, they probably like you but hate that you have something that they don't, so they treat you like they don't like you. So it's just a tricky age. Like when you leave school, you probably not going to know any of these people. Trust me. Like I, I've been to twelve different schools myself, but you're probably not. You're probably going to move on and become a billionaire, and you could just, you know, you don't have to deal with these people ever again. But in the meantime, since you are in school and you have to get your education in school and outside of school, <laughs> um, yeah, just, just. Uh, have positive quotes around you, affirmations, repeat them every day. Look at yourself and repeat those affirmations every single day. You are strong. You are beautiful or handsome. You are strong-willed and you're able. You are able of everything. You can do whatever you put your mind to. And you don't care what people think. Even if you do care, just keep repeating it, and you'll eventually not care. It, it, it'll take time. Trust me. I know it's all stupid. It'll work. Just go for it. Just do it. Okay? I love you. Keep your head up. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm just putting it like this. In three months, you ain't going to remember none of these people. Well, three months, you are going to remember. But like four to five months of five... Four to five months or even a year from now, you're not going to be thinking about these people. You know how I many people I think about from high school? Zero. I'm not going to say zero because some of them are still firm as faithful. But I just say it's not a it's not a big chunk of them because a lot of people, because you'll, you'll notice because you're going to start seeing them in supermarkets or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, hey, Javar, it's how you doing? I'll be like, who the fuck is this? And then they always bring up this. They'll be like, you know, I like how you did this in high school. How you did that. They admire. That's what I'm saying. When you are you, people admire that. Because if they don't even, even if they don't say it to you, they, they secretly envy it. Because in high school, I didn't give a fuck what you thought about me. And then I end up being cool, quote unquote cool, because... I didn't care what you thought about me. Like, I, I talked to the nerds. I talked to the geeks. I talked to, you know, the cool kids. The jobs. I talked to whoever I wanted to because I was going to live my days happy. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care what you, if you, you know what so I'm saying? Like, so when you leave that school, it's like their, per, their perception of you doesn't matter in the real world. Because when you step into the real world, those people, those people are not in void to your life. Because if they, especially if they're not even your friends, who give a fuck? It meant it's a woman right now. It's a, no, I got, I got, cause I got a perfect, I got a perfect analogy for you, right? It's a woman right now I work with. She swear up and down, I'm gay. She done went to the screams of calling me part of my French, but she done call me a faggot. She done call me all shit, kind of shit behind my back. You think I care? So it irritates her because she does all this. But when I see her, I'll be like, hey, how you doing? You know, I say, hey, how you doing to her? That's all I say to her. Remember going back to the previous conversation, you know, if you don't like a coworker and they know you're like, you know, you know, they don't like you. I got to say, hey, how you doing? So I say, hey, how you doing? I go about my day. So it's like it irritates people more when you want drop down to their level. So all you got to do is go about your day. You dap people up. You don't dap people up. You say hello to them, but don't care what they think. 
because their opinion shouldn't hold any value about long as you think you long as you think you the shit because you are the shit then you are dead then therefore you are you are therefore what you think oh i need to put that on the shirt you are therefore what you think to quote the great philosopher javar squire so if you think you are great you are great and people, and how you think these ugly dudes be getting these beautiful women? Cause they have confidence in themselves. Like women like confidence, men like confident women. It's like if you have confidence in yourself, you can do anything. What what um what they tell you? You don't have to. You don't don't dress for the job that you have. Dress for the job that you want because you can make somebody think that you can do something. So you put that confidence out there, and then you good. And you got to think. Who cares what they think? You ain't gonna you ain't gonna remember most of these people. Yeah, and not only that, something valuable I've learned in life, the more you push towards something or against something, the more the universe gives it back to you because there's something you need to learn there. Like, for example, if, let's just say, racist people, if they have children and they say, oh, we better not be with, you know, black or white, whatever, and when that child grows up, you must believe that child's going to be with the, 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 the skin color that their parents was against. And it's not, it's not because to defy their parents, but that's just how the universe works. Everything you push against will come to you. So if you keep pressuring the idea of people not liking you, it's... It, <sighs> Or for you to care what people think, that's gonna keep that's gonna come back to you over and over again until you learn not to care. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it'll it'll come through one day, and you'll you'll be like, oh, awkward misfit is right. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, good luck with everything. <laughs> um, so the next one. I stood up to my dad for the first time ever, and I'm terrified. Can someone please help? From Elise1021. I'm 17, and my dad is so emotionally abusive, and me and my mom are always scared of him. Today, like always, he was yelling at my mom when she didn't do anything wrong. In parentheses, I usually stay out of it, but he tells her how much she isn't important and how I don't love her and so much more. And today, I finally stood it up for both of us, but I'm afraid I ruined the, the relationship forever. <laughs> wait, hold on. So, wait. No. <clears throat> Honestly, you should ruin that relationship forever because you shouldn't be in an abusive relationship with your father. Because, Jesus, I be sounding so violent on this podcast, but I'm I'm just being real with you. Because if you disrespect my mother, I'm fucking you up. Like, it's no, it's no, I'm scared I just ruined the relationship with my father. I'm scared that I just ruined my father's face with my fist. Because no matter, no, cause no matter how big a motherfucker is, you got to go to sleep. <laughs> But you know something, girls tend to lean towards the father more than they do their mom, in a sense. Like, you know, daddy's a little girl kind of thing. Uh, Is this a a girl? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Take that. Everything I just said. Cause I'm thinking, cause I'm thinking this is a boy. So I'm like, yo, you could have easily 
You should have been. You should have been. Look at me. I'm always trying to curse you to do violent things, but I'd have been ran up on him. You, because you're not on discipline. Now I understand what she's saying because as a woman, you kind of help defenseless because I imagine he's bigger than y'all. So like it's an opposing body that's now supposed to give you love and affection that's not giving you neither love or affection. It's just hurling insults at you and your mother on a constant basis. And I can see that it can take a toll on you, but you honestly shouldn't feel like you did anything wrong because you you just you did what your mother wants to have the courage to do to a certain point i don't and i'm not i'm not disrespecting your mom by saying she wants to have the courage but you're showing him that the shit won't be tolerated <clears throat> now rather yeah. he responds to rather he responds to it in a negative or positive way that's to be the judge but at, but at the same time you shouldn't feel bad for feeling like you had to stand up for your mom because that's something you should do. Right. But I I also think, hear me out, she's 17, right? So she has a year or two or whatever to get out of the house and she could possibly go to college and then take her mom with her silently. Like, it doesn't have to be aggressive <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> She keep, if she fights, let's just say she does, like, react to it in an aggressive manner or, like, you know, spazzes out, that's not going to end well. Because, obviously, he's implanted this emotional abuse, you know, for a while now. Because she's, it seems like it's been going on for a long time and she finally spoke up, you know, which is not wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong, you know, but find a way to get out without that <laughs> see <clears throat> see see yeah because i thought she was a dude see again i thought she, i thought it was from a dude so i was like yeah whoop that ass and get the fuck on but now but <laughs> e she, even the woman yo we see we what's what's one of our favorite movies with jennifer with, Gen movie? with you know with jennifer with um jennifer with jennifer enough. lopez enough so we know, we know, so we know what the hell you can do to a motherfucker. So I was like, fuck him up in his sleep and leave. <laughs> fuck him up real good. Fuck him up real good and get the hell on, get ghost. And, you know, it, since you are 17, have an open communication with your mom and, and talk to her by, whenever you're alone and be like, mom, what do you want to, what do you want out of this? Do you want to stay with dad or do you want to leave? Like, are you okay with this uh, emotional abuse? Do you see what I see? You have to have some kind of communication because obviously your, you know, your, your relationship is stronger with your mother than with your father. And, and I want you to know, whatever he does say is not your fault. It's something going on with him. You know, when, when people have hate inside of them, they speak you know, on what they feel inside. So if he if he says stuff like, you know, that you don't love her or whatever, it's because he he doesn't have love in himself. And so don't hate him for it, but just oh, and and try to get out of the situation before it gets worse because it eventually escalates. It'll go from emotional abuse to physical. Uh, Trust me, it's not, it will not end well. So make a move, but do it silently with your mom. And, and yeah, 
I will keep you in my prayers, you and your mom. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's hard. That is so hard. I feel bad, but, you know, there's only so much we can do or say because eventually, you know, they have to take action. We can yeah. come bang on his treetop. We can come bang on his treetop. Right. As Drake, as Drake, I'm just trying to lighten the situation. As Drake would say, on your treetop, you know, you know. Um, so here's another one, which is pretty lengthy. Oh shit. <laughs> which is pretty cool. I like I like lengthy ones too because it seems they have that much confidence in us to read it and to <laughs> respond. So I, I like that. Um, I think this this is one. Uh, let me see. Made a friend with heavy baggage. Wanted to cut him out of my life. From the seven quads. What? Do we read this? I don't think we did. That was the one we were um, going to get to last week, but we decided to hold it for this week because holy guacamole. Oh, okay, okay. So I made friends with a guy who started visiting the bar where I tend. He was only 18, would always come in alone, well dressed, and was a nice guy. I'll be. A little bit quiet, serious, and slightly social awkward, who seemed really cool. He had trained Muay Thai since <laughs> he was five and competed a lot. He explained that he was new in town, having moved two months ago to study here. Now, I'm a pretty open person, so we got into talking about smoking and I invited him back to my place to hang out after my shift. But that turned real quick, like <laughs> um he brought two packets of prescription drugs which he suggested we party with, which I looked up after they are ADHD medicine and antidepressants. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I guess he felt very comfortable because he started telling me his life stories and all. Absent father, who was a uh, military general, abusive stepfather, unsupportive mother. I have went through bad things in my life too, so I appreciated his honesty and we really bonded. He called me a brother and a true friend, which is a bit too much for having met someone only one time. It should have set my warning bells off. He visited my bar a couple times the next week, clearly favorizing me over my coworkers. We smoked a couple of times since then. He started becoming pretty dependent on me, wanting my work schedule and calling to hang out every day. Bit too much, but he's still a nice guy, and I feel kind of bad for him, new in town with no other friends and having entrusted me with all his baggage. So one night, while smoking, he had a psychosis, a meltdown. First, his words started slurring, and he mumbled that he wasn't feeling good. I told him to drink some juice and lay down in my bed. I got back to the TV. I looked over at him, and he's covering his face and sounds like he's crying. Then he starts violently convulsing and keeps screaming, No, please, no! I try to calm him down by saying whatever he's experiencing will go past, 
I try to make sure he feels safe. After a while, he calms down and reveals that something took him back to being 11 and being raped by a neighbor, an older boy. Something he revealed happened during a period of two years. I try to confront him as best as I can or comfort comfort him as best as I can. I haven't dealt with victims of rape before, so I mostly just try to be there and listen to him. The day after he feels ashamed, but thanks me for helping him feel better. I assure him that he doesn't have to feel shame, and I'm here for him. We meet at work, but we don't talk about what happened. A couple days later, after my shift, we are smoking at my place again, and he mentioned wanting to smoke everything I have to drown out the sorrows of being rejected by a girl he was supposed to meet. I tell him that mindset is wrong going into smoking, and I don't want him to freak out in my house again. He says it's cool and promises he won't. Fifteen minutes, the slurring starts again. Now he mentioned before why that specifically set him down a negative spiral because the loss of control over his body gives him anxiety and I guess is the result of his rape trauma, but also his background of martial arts. Exactly as the last time, he started convulsing and crying and then his eyes roll into his head and his body just kind of goes and falls over. I check to see if he's still breathing, and he is, so I carry him to bed. Check on him every now and then, and he falls asleep like a baby. I'm turning, I'm fuming because he's basically killed the vibe of the whole night. Next morning, I have a serious talk with him. I advise him to not smoke, not come to my bar and drink if he's taken his meds and to seek professional help. I explain that we are both adults and I can't keep taking care of him. Now, the solution to this would, of course, be just don't smoke with him. Here's the thing, though. The pieces of the puzzle are coming together with this guy. He is... His insecurity causes him to overcompensate by bragging, whether it be about the force of his kick or training the Thai generals. Combined with social awkwardness has now made me realize why he hasn't made any new friends. And for some reason, I had been completely oblivious to this until I asked my co-workers and friends who had met him who said he's a pain to be around. Nobody seems to like him. His childhood trauma has forced him to grow up fast and become obsessed with being in control of himself. His lack of parental love has made him a very serious, cold person who has become a master of wearing a mask. I do not judge him for any of this and will forever be grateful for having known him as I have learned a lot. But all I feel when I see or think about this person is dreadfulness and sadness. And I do not want him in my life anymore as I feel he brings nothing but negativity and is just putting a lot of emotional burden on me. How do I cut my new friend off in the nicest way possible while helping him? Um, wow, that was a lot to take in. Yeah. I mean, okay, all jokes aside, you took on this friend, so now you are with this friend. 
Me personally, I don't know. Shit, how could you consider somebody your friend if you don't want to help them? Did that? Am I wrong for thinking that? No, I, I think the fact that he's allowed that person to confide in him that far. Like, I mean, that's basically his life story. <laughs> and obviously, the guy needs help. So, whether you want to be his friend or not, is your choice. But I think that you're a little in too deep. Even though he's your new friend, you've obviously opened your doors and, you know, put down your guard when it came to this person. So it wouldn't be cool to just back off like cold turkey. That would not be nice. That would actually trigger something in him. And he might, you know, do something. And I'm not saying wishing that on you or anything, but it's kind of how it works. But Holmes, he wrote a piece regarding the. Exactly. I think that I think he needs to, you know, maybe since he's new in town, try to find him like a psychiatrist or a psychologist around that, you know, without blatantly saying, "Hey, you need help." Just be like, I think that this is a lot. For for you to have on your shoulders every day, I think it is, you know, ruining your day to day life. Um, there's more to life than your past, so let's you know, as your new friend, we can go you know to this place and seek um, some assistance to further like get you out of this in the sense of without using antidepressants. And, and all of that ADHD medicine. Um, unfortunately, this is what happens in life. It's like this situation kind of reminds me of the videos that we see on Facebook when there's a fight that breaks out and everybody around is just recording it and not doing anything to break it and, and, and get them to, you know, speak instead of fighting physically fight. Like, I don't think that's cool at all. Like, this person obviously, for some odd reason, took you in as a friend, you know, like, hey, you open up to this person, not fair to just, like, walk out. I don't think it's fair at all. Maybe the whole not smoking with him is a good idea. Because obviously, that triggers something in him every time he smokes. So, there's there's baggage. There's a lot of baggage there for him, but you gotta you you gotta look outside of yourself right now and and help a person that needs it. I I really think that that's exactly. Exactly. We're not saying we're not saying you cure them, but you help them go in the right direction of being cured. You stick by their side. I'm not saying you gotta. I'm not saying you gotta even. Um, Try to solve their problems. You just, hey, man, I really think therapy can help you. You know, I will sit in the lobby with you if you go to therapy. So it's like even that, even that would be encouraging enough. Since he not confided you enough to tell you his problems, I'm pretty sure he'll listen to that suggestion. So you can go to therapy with him. You can sit outside the door a couple of times. And then as he gets more comfortable, he can just, you know, then, then it can lead to him texting you when he leave therapy or going into therapy. So it's like 
just hold his hand. You choose when you choose to become friends with somebody, you have to become you have to become friends with them. It's no oh shit. This is not just all rosy, you know, rose colored glasses type shit. Oh, you really going through some stuff. Cause the list the be, the worst thing you can do is to leave this is to just leave this man high and dry. Cause obviously he's in desperate need of a friend. Be the friend that you wanted. He, he was your friend. It was all good when you wanted to get high. Uh, and you, know, you know what this reminds me of too? A perfect example. I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but or whoever hasn't seen Moonlight. But I don't know, Jamars. Do you think that our we will shut up like this? Tell me if I'm wrong. But you know the storyline behind when the child um, does he's fatherless, but then somehow like has this man in his life. You know, eventually runs in this, you know, because this guy sees him or whatever, and he he mentors him, right? Yeah, yeah. But the crazy part about it is he's a tribular. And so <laughs> his mom is a fiend, and she gets her drugs from him, the, the guy that's mentoring her child. So it's like, you you're over here being friends with her son, mentoring him, but you're you're out here destroying his mother. Like such a double-edged story. I thought you, you know, when you said Moonlight, I thought you were going to talk about Kevin, and I was getting heated. I was getting heated. Actually, uh, that's just, this is just like Kevin on the fucking beach. Yeah, that's true. When y'all watch the movie, y'all know what we're talking about. This is, just, this is some Kevin shit. Kevin, yeah, like, nah, bro. Boy. Kevin is a fuck boy. Kevin is a fuck boy. Fuck, fuck. Kevin is a fuck boy. But anyway, yes, that's just, this is the exact same thing with the drug dealer being the mentor. It's like, I'm helping you, but I'm destroying your family at the same time. I'm helping you while destroying you at the same time. Right. To no fault of your, to no fault of your own either. Right. And you saw how, like, his mom was like, you know, mocking him, like, you, you gonna raise my son now? Like, you're selling me this shit, but you, you gonna look at me sideways? Like, <laughs> he, was you know? a so, he was a better parent than her ass, though, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did do good by his side, but still, it's kind of like that, like, okay, for you, Optimus Fit, do not smoke with him again. You have other friends, obviously, but he does it. And in the time of need, he does not need to smoke. If anything, he needs to go get help to stay away from smoking because that triggers something in him, and it's not cool. It's not cool at all. And you don't want to end up one day, you know, like, missing or something, and it'll be your fault for being missing. Like, <laughs> don't do it. Um... Don't do it. Please don't do it. Cause one of us go in and we all go through. But yeah, Kevin the fuck boy and don't smoke with the other dude. Don't be a Kevin. Do not be a Kevin. Right. Yo, we need to put that on the t-shirt too. Don't be a Kevin. Yo, fuck Kevin. Fuck Kevin. Everybody, I encourage y'all to go see Moonlight. It is honestly the boot. You'll see why that shit won picture of the year. But it will also piss you off. The end will piss you off. The Man, there's so much shit in Moonlight that piss you the fuck off, bro. Like, Moonlight touches your emotions. You, If you watch Moonlight, you'll be like, okay, I see how they won. Because it's going to make you mad. 
Oh, I forgot to tell you. Speaking of movies, um, Janelle Jacob and I and Lana went and saw the movie Hidden Figures. It was so good. Oh, look at you. Baby, my little baby got the witch and that black girl magic on screen. The astronaut. It's amazing, right? Yes. Oh my god. I cry. I have to say, I I'm not a crier when it comes to movies, but for some reason I teared up a few times for like, that movie. Them black, yeah, it was a good Them black women sending people to outer space. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, that's that's all we have for today. <laughs> yeah, that is the. Oh, and uh, Candace, Candace, I'm asking you right now to stop posting. I'm like, wait, uh, yeah. Don't look at, don't look at, um, don't look at, the, don't look at the, um, the awkward minority toward Instagram because she's talking to Dre because Dre posted <laughs> something. So she's talking to Dre. So don't leave that, don't read that comment that Candace left. Because yeah, we have we gonna have this out. It's gonna be a good argument. It's gonna be a good at. It's gonna be that gonna be a good episode. Cause this shit, that's her argument. Then oh no, dead, dead, dead in the water. Now nigga, dead in the water. You dead. But okay, anyway, yeah, that's all we got for this week. So we would like to thank you for joining us on this special edition of the Awkward Minority. We'll be back to our regular mumbling, rambling next week. I don't know. See, see, now that we ain't rambled all show, I'm trying to ramble, but I'm like, no, don't ramble, don't ramble. So, yeah, we, we just want to say that we hope you guys enjoy this. We can do it again from time to time. And as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I don't know how to end this no more. I don't forgot how to end shows. So, stop listening to us, motherfucker. Turn it off. Why are you still listening? I ain't about to say nothing important. Bye. Bye. Bye.